Yo, yo, yo. What up? We, we, uh, we got a lot this week. A lot to talk yes. about. Yes, we do. Ups and downs uh, and all yeah. arounds. Yes. Uh, I figure this week we can start with talking about the Celtics. Uh, there is, like you said, ups and downs, goods and bads. Um, so how are you feeling about them right now? Um, also ups and downs. Um, <laughs> I just, it's nice that we have Kemba back. Uh, it's a bummer that, um, Tatum couldn't play last night. Uh, funny thing about last night's game. Um, so I was, I was at a bar in Los Angeles where I live okay. and as some good sports bars might, they have their like cable boxes set to automatically switch to the home team. So it was set to switch to the Lakers game at seven and like the local cast, not even the, like if it, like the Celtics game was on ESPN, it would have just, or TNT, it would have went right into the same broadcast, but they, they do the local feed and whatever. Right. And so it blacks out with about two minutes left or like a minute 30 or something. Okay. And it's really close. And the nets are like, at arm's length away, but still, like, flirting with it. And then so what I f- see is one second left, three-point uh, three pos- three game, and then the NBA app, which has done this to me in the past in small ways, said final, Celtics won 118-115. to 115. Great. Now, as everyone listening knows, they lost 129-120 to 120 in overtime. <laughs> so I got so no what? notifications of that. And okay. I just, I like feel like I lived in a different, like a parallel reality last night that worked out well uh, for me, I guess, but not really. I don't know. Oh, yeah, big, man. Big two points. Big, big two, two points. points. And it, it made more sense, though, because it just, it just fucking stunk of one of those blow it in the final minute games. Um, just like really like a, a giveaway comeback. Uh, so I, I didn't see the game, but. It, to me, what I was reading, it didn't sound like they blew it in the last couple of minutes. It sounded like they blew a huge lead last night. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So that yeah, they blew great. a huge lead. It was it was the classic second half collapse that that they're pretty good at. And then, um, and then just I mean, I'd like to say the Nets beat us, but just Karis Levert seemingly completely owned us. Fifty one points. Wow. Just insane. So, uh, yeah, it, it was what it felt like it was about to be, which was, it felt like in the third quarter we were going to give it away, and we did. It was one of those. Yeah. Tough so, dropping two straights, uh, but. Yeah, uh, we won in your dreams, but we lost in reality. Yes, and then uh, we are in reality yet again off the back-to-back, re- recording this on Wednesday, and, uh, you know, they handled the Cavaliers off the back back-to-back 112-106. With Fine. a very, very depleted team from what it, from the sounds of it. Well, no, Tatum was back today. Oh, okay. Tatum was back. Kemba was back yesterday. Robert Williams came back yesterday and looked good. Robert Did Williams Kemba looked good tonight. Uh, maybe not back-to-back. And, and Jalen Brown played was played yesterday, out? though. Was Jalen yeah, right, out tonight? Right. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. So no Jalen Brown, no Kemba. Right. I don't believe Hayward played either. Yes, that's correct. So, I think it was the Taco Fall show. No, no, it wasn't the Taco Fall show. He's in oh. he's in Portland. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was uh, Robert Williams, 
Trey Waters. Shemi Ojale, 22 points. That's How we doing? I, that's got to be his career high. <laughs> uh, Langford, no points, uh, but some minutes. That's, ew, that's a little whatever. Um, Marcus Smart, 32, 32 minutes, 18 points. Uh, and then Tatum was like, all right, I had a night off. And dropped 32, 9, and 6. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I didn't realize. I wasn't able to catch uh, the I was catching it in pieces while I was driving. Very legal stuff, so you can't really tell who's on the floor. Um, so, uh, <laughs> and they kept freezing. So, yeah, I, I just saw that we had closed it out tonight. I didn't realize we did it depleted. But uh, good, o- good on us on a back-to-back to do that without Kemba and Jalen. Yeah, and so it looks like, you know, we got the Jazz coming up, Thunder, the Pacers, and then we play the Bucks. So hopefully some of these players will either come back or we'll get some luck going our way and you know I think we'll it's rest. Couple. I think for Kemba he's probably not going to be able to do back-to-backs um until he's like well out of the woods. Yeah. And then um So you know, do you Jaylen, think that this is Jaylen's do you think this rest. is a um like a lingering issue from overplaying in that All-Star game but they were talking about how he they overplayed him from what he was supposed to just because Everybody wanted to play in that game. It ended up being, as we talked about in the past, ended up being really fun for the players. Like, they had a great time. Um, it was very competitive. And he even said himself, you know, I was in there longer than I probably should have been. And yeah, it seems uh, like since the All-Star game, he's been having issues. It does. I think I think it's like a timing thing. I, I just really have a hard time believing he really tweaked it there. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. It's been, it's been shitty. People have been... Uh, you know, drawing comparisons to the, uh, I believe it was the 2012, 2011, 20, whenever KG went down with the knee thing that seemed like, no, he'll be all right. It'll be cool. He'll be fine. Yeah. And then he was out for the playoffs and, you know, we lost a year of contention uh, pretty late in the season. Well, let's hope that isn't the case right now because we want to see these guys go as far as their potential, you know, and then that's yeah. definitely not the first round. So. Right. We got three tough, tough matchups coming up, or four, yeah. four honestly. We have four straight. We got Jazz, Thunder, Pacers, Bucks. Yeah. Both, both the Eastern Conference ones on the road, you know, could have seeding implications. Uh, and then Wizards, Bulls, Knicks, and then you're back on with the Raptors. So I don't know. We 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 got we got a little bit of both down the stretch here for the schedule. We got a light schedule and we have a very hard schedule. We definitely got yeah. the hardest part up front uh, with some more difficulty down the road, but. I don't know. Uh, you know, healthy Celtics are, is one thing. It's just like it's hard to take anything. Like, I mean, that blown lead really is discouraging, and the Rockets game loss was sucked. Uh, but the worst part about that loss was four points off the bench, which is just no good. Um, I don't know. It's hard to assess this team until you understand who, who the nine people playing in the playoffs are going to be. I mean, so I just kind of compare it to the Bruins a little bit here. I think you need these players – some of these other guys, when big players are hurt or, or you know, bruised or whatever you want to call it, kind of beat up a bit, that some of these other guys have to step up and the depth really needs to kind of be a factor for this team to be, you know, a real force that people can be worried about the bench and people can be worried about who's going to come in when players are hurt or down or on rest days, you know. So they need a little bit of depth to kind of step up in these situations and kind of, you know, play a big part. Definitely. Um, and just like the backup point guard position is 
just kind of forever an issue in a way. I don't know. I just, I'd really, I don't know how many times I've said it on here. I really don't like Brad Wanamaker, who was two of six over 30 minutes tonight. So, Yikes. Uh, it's a lot of time on the floor. Um, but Grant Williams playing, you know, he's not a, he's not a bucket getter, but it's good to see him getting those minutes coming, coming up big on D stealing a block, uh, solid rebounds. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's just hard to assess this team until we know who the hell we're dealing with, and like, it's just it's the classic thing that is pretty unsettling that um, that Brad does, which is just tries brand new lineups, like up until and then sometimes during the playoffs. Yeah, uh, which is just terrifying. So while we're on the topic of basketball, do you have any hot takes on this Spike Lee situation? Um. Do you know you know the whole the whole thing that went down? Yeah, I mean it's stupid. I missed the first take interview, but my understanding is that he's just been using the employee entrance and been repeatedly told not to. Supposedly, he's been using the employee entrance for twenty eight years as a season right. ticket holder. Goes right. to you know so many of the games. Everybody knows that he's like the ultimate Knicks fan because it's like the one thing that definitely gets under Dolan's skin. Uh, apparently so yeah they made it this big stink that he's not allowed to come through that entrance but they want him to go through another entrance hey who cares a, vi- a vip entrance yeah who really cares though unless he walks in and acts like he owns the place and he's like an, a douche to the uh to the staff and all that who what does it matter the guy pays you like 10 million dollars a year to sit courtside oh, yeah what a, and gotta imagine what he's done lifetime yeah, exactly Oh man, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just think I don't know. I hope Spike keeps going in the employee entrance. <laughs> imagine I can't imagine it. anyone but Dolan gives a shit. Like really. I don't know. I think it's stupid. I, I think the whole situation is dumb. He now he's like threatening to boycott dude, nobody goes to Knicks games anyways, right? No, I mean, but I saw he, a picture yesterday. He has booted no celebrities for like talking shit. Yeah. He's like banned celebrities for, you know, not abiding or or just actually for petty stuff of just like shit talking him. Yeah. Or shit talking the team. And uh so I don't know. I think he knows if he did that with Spike it would kind of be hell to pay. Like it it'd be almost worse than it was when with Charles Oakley. Well, I think there's a difference between banning celebrities that mouth off at games and 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 banning or fining or whatever spike because he goes to so many games he has season tickets he's there all the time it's like it's not just a one-off thing for him you know like some of these celebrities right. they're in new york city for the for a movie or whatever it is and they're like well obviously we're gonna go to the knicks game and sit courtside because we're filthy rich right and also probably don't pay for it anyway no so definitely yeah it, it's i don't know it's just a weird situation i i, I saw the thing and i was like Really, this is what they're arguing about right now. The Knicks have been so relevant with their just like weird, like not exactly basketball re- related PR. <laughs> like there was that guy who came out and was like, "I'm the ambassador," and like said all this weird stuff. And the Knicks were like, "We've toned back his role," and it was never what he said. <laughs> and he like apologized. I don't even know. I just, it's like it's a mess, and that's fun. But like, I don't care to look. It's like they're just such a stressful organization. I I almost feel for them. They're a I, no, I do fire feel right now. I know, and they're not going to be good until 
Dolan's gone, and who knows if that's happening. Doesn't seem like it. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Spike, Spike annoys me as a basketball fan, and I think that's that's the point of him. So I respect him at the same time. <laughs> and uh, I hope he continues to annoy James Dolan. <laughs> I think that'd be good for everybody. And if he gets banned, maybe, uh, maybe New Yorkers will finally band together and oh. uh and and protest until <laughs> Dolan sells it to you nice hot, hot yeah. take yeah there's my um, paper hot well since we're on the topic of new york uh i had a rather busy weekend down in yeah Vegas. man i'm jealous yeah so i i went down on friday i went down for the weekend to yeah. go to the islander game on saturday right or and islander see the Bruce and game. see the joker steps and I yeah I did some sightseeing, in in on Friday, yeah. Um, checked out where they filmed the Joker scene where he's coming down the stairs in New York, um, well, in real life in New York, but in the movie in Gotham or wherever he is, right. Um, and so that was cool, and the whole point of going down a little bit early was to do a little sightseeing and also to go. Um, I, I was on an episode of On the Board Sports. Which is filmed in uh, Manhattan at Gotham uh, Podcast Studio. So I went down there to kind of sit with them and talk about Boston sports. They they asked me a bunch of stuff about Boston sports and uh, and we talked about you know what we thought was would happen with the next you know the the game the next day Islanders and Bruins. Um, we talked a little bit about Tom Brady, the Red Sox situation going on and. Um, it was just overall, it was a, it was a super fun time. Um, so shout out to them because that was fun. That's awesome, man. That's um, awesome. If they're ever in Boston, we'll have to, we'll have to get them on here. Yeah, absolutely. Or, um, or LA. <laughs> or LA. Yeah. I got, I got the equipment. Yep. We will definitely, um, we're definitely going to do that at some point. We, you know, I kind of had a little bit of conversation while I was down there with, with, uh, them about it and we're looking forward to doing that whenever we can make it work i would imagine you know maybe we'll be able to do it around the same time when we play the islanders out here uh which i think is next season because yeah unless we play them in the playoffs which leading me to my next point of conversation here uh we put the hurt on the islanders this past weekend on saturday and they're kind of slipping right now um they got a couple teams like hot on their tail for a playoff spot. They're a wild card team right now, but you know they got stomped by Montreal last night, and it's not really looking at that good for them until they kind of turn it around. So, um, by the way, did you see what happened to Johnny Boychuk last night? No, I did not. So he took a very nasty skate to the face. Like oh, graphic graphic video. So if you do want to watch it, I mean, it, it's not. You know, it, it's not great. Uh, took a skate to the face. Took ninety stitches to stitch up his his eye. Um, oh no! Somehow didn't have any injury to his actual eye or vision or anything like that. Um, that okay. happened last night. He came out today with a statement, basically saying, you know, it took took a lot of it took ninety stitches to to zip me up, and um, I'm gonna be all right. He's like, it, sorry, it took me too took me a little bit to kind of give an update my iphone wouldn't recognize facial recognition at this point um so yeah wow 90 stitches and he'll probably play within the next like couple weeks 
I'm pretty sure I would retire. <laughs> Just wrap it up. Call it a day. Oh man, I'd be a. I don't know. What about that guy in the '90s who got the goalie who got his jugglers jugular slit, and the fucking doctor came out on the ice and tied it shut, so he lived. Yeah, dude, very close to dying. Um, I'm pretty sure I watched a documentary. Don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure I watched a documentary on this guy, and he came back. Hockey didn't really work out for him. He owned like a ranch, um, and then he attempted to commit suicide, like shooting himself. And he lived. So I'm pretty sure that guy cannot die. Okay. But well, good on him. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, it's not for lack of trying, but, like, good for him. He can't die. Yeah. It's, that's, like, that's subconscious resilience. And I think that now he's, like, some goalie coach somewhere. So good for him. Well, that uh, that actually is good. That's awesome. Yeah. Good turnaround story there. Yeah. Good God. Um. Oh, I don't think we've talked about this before I go back to the to the Islander game, um, we haven't talked about the the Zamboni driver yet, have we? No, dude. Oh man, that was so cool. That was awesome. I mean, I think it. I think it's a little bit cooler for us because he managed to beat Toronto, which is hilarious. Yeah, I mean, because I hate the Hurricanes. Yeah, Nor- I mean, normally. Yes, but I hate Toronto more. Not even it's not even a comparison if you were doing the do, but they both they both qualified for hatred, right? But it's just such a cool story. I mean, this guy's a Zamboni driver for actually for Toronto's minor league team. He's the emergency goalie, the emergency backup goalie for you know uh, the Toronto for the Toronto game. So if a team like Carolina happened to need a goalie because both of their goalies went down, he stepped in. And I think he let up one, maybe two goals uh, and got the win over Toronto, who is supposed to be this powerhouse team um, who this year is not. I mean, they're still a playoff team, but they're not the team that you would expect. You have Austin Legend. Matthews out there and he can't score on the guy like he can't. Yeah. He should have scored two hat tricks on that guy. Yeah. So legend. Absolute legend. legend. I can't wait for the Disney movie. Yeah, right. Seriously. Um, I hope it's starring like, I don't know, not not Mark Wahlberg this time. Who's going to um, play him? That's what I'm saying. Um I'm thinking like Kevin James. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like yeah, yeah. No, you're probably right. John Travolta. Uh, Chris Chris Pratt if he was still fat like he was on on Parks and Rec, <laughs> like Andy Dwyer would play him. But he's not really um, that fat. But I get what you mean. Definitely. No, Kevin but it's James just like, it's just I think a Zamboni driver for the movie will be made schlubby, regardless of how this guy actually looks in real life. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think anyone will do it to make him look like the actual guy. Oh, it's gonna be such a good movie! I can't wait. I'm in. Disney I'm Plus. In. Here we come. Disney Plus. They're already they're already scripting it. Yep. Um, but yeah, so let's go back to the Islander game this past weekend. So. When I was on that uh, on the board sports podcast, they had asked me to uh, guess what the score was going to be, and I said that the Bruins were going to win three to one. And okay. I think you know I was pretty close with that. We we happened to, four goals were scored, that is a fact. Right, but they were all for yep. the Bruins and zero for the Islanders, and I love it. And it felt like a home game. Yeah, I mean it, it was, home, la- it big, was loud. There. Big turnout. Big yeah, turnout. Yes. Uh, it's always, you know, from my experience, I, I typically, the games that I do go to that are away, 
I'm I usually try to 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 pick a weekend game that I haven't been to for a team and go out there for that. So I've noticed that a lot of Bruins fans travel really well on the weekends. This happened to be a one o'clock game within driving distance, so there was a lot of Bruins fans there, and they kind of made themselves uh, known. Like you could hear them over the Islander fans. And to be honest with you, that's the that that is probably the quietest I've ever heard Islander fans at the Coliseum out in uh, on Long Island. How was uh, being back at the Coliseum? Any any updates or relatively uh, the same as the last time you'd been? So. Last year was the first year that I had been back since they kind of redid the Coliseum. Okay. Um, so this year was pretty much the same, but it's definitely one of my favorite places to go. It's just a smaller arena um, in a cool area. Like, it's right next to the hotel where the Bruins happen to stay, uh, and it's kind of like they tailgate there. It's just a good time. It's one of those places that there's only a few places in the league that they allow tailgating or that do tailgating because it's not directly in the middle of a city. Um, I know Florida is one of them, and then the Islanders is another. It's just a fun time. I mean, I, I really like going out there. That was the first away arena that I had gone to. And every time that I get to go specifically to the Coliseum, it, it's, like I said, one of my favorites and one of the most fun to go to. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, so, I want to get over there. That's that's a bucket list thing for me. It's It's nice that it's back in the rotation. Yeah, so they also announced at that game that they were only going to be playing four more games at the Barclays Center this year and then all of the playoff games if they make the playoffs uh will be played at the coliseum and then all next season will be played at the coliseum after that they have the new arena being built as we speak and in the 21 22 season i believe they'll be playing in belmont uh right next to the the racetrack um moving forward all right so i better hurry up i get it yeah so next year i mean you let me know and we'll go. Like I, I'm always down to go. So if you can, be fun trip. if you can make and maybe it out if the here, boys wanted to, if, if the boys wanted to have us both on or anything, have us back. That'd be fun. We should definitely do that. Yeah, um, good. I want more rival friend podcasts. That's fun. Yeah, um, it's good stuff. We kind of have that over here with the Airbuds pod I was on, but they just hate everything Boston. <laughs> that, it's not it's, much of a rivalry as much as they just hate Boston. Yeah, it's funny because when when I was out there talking to them, you know, they were like, "You are so spoiled for having all of this stuff." We've seen like, you know, yep. one one championship. Yep. You know, um, Will has happened. He's seen a few more because he's a Yankee fan, unfortunately. But um, he's seen plenty. He, yeah, exactly. Said <laughs> said so, so the guy who has everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man, they made you talk about Tom. We don't even do that. Yeah, they asked me about Tom Brady. Um, it's actually, so one's a Jets fan and one's a Titans fan. The, and they, the Titans they, fan was, was happy they both about, want Tom to leave. they were happy about the playoffs and also happy that, uh, they, there is talks that Tom Brady could go to the Titans. I don't know. It, yeah. It, I mean, they, they saw, they saw, <sighs> we're going to do this. We're going to do this, Andrew. We're going right. to do it. All right. We got He's two minutes. Fa- him, all right, him and him and him and Edelman, FaceTiming, and Tom Brady and Edelman FaceTiming at the Syracuse UNC Tar Heels game with Mike Vrabel. There's footage of it from behind. The, he t- Brady went to Tennessee to show his kid a school a while ago, which uh, was fake. That was fake news. So somebody, there was a couple that supposedly. All right, first of all, I don't understand how this is even possible. There was a couple 
that people mis- they mistakenly thought it was Tom Brady and Giselle in Tennessee. No, that's not a thing. There's no two people that look exactly like them. No. You you no, know when specimens. money is walking around, you like that. Yeah. Especially I, in fucking Tennessee. Exactly. Well, I don't know, man. Then the rest of them are just my my hypothesis, which is that's exactly where I think he's going to go. Really? I love the idea. Yeah, that's exactly. If he's going to, well, if if it's not New England, it's there. Uh, and I don't know where I'm at with percentages of if it's New England or not. Um, there's There was this funny, uh, I think it was Ian Rappaport of NFL was like asked the question, like he's like only answering this because I was asked, not because I wanted to. And it was Tom Brady to the Niners, question mark. And it's just like, in what world are they going to completely slap their like franchise quarterback who used to be his underling in the face? In what world? Dude, I had that conversation today too. It's like, so they're going to, the guy that just got you to the Super Bowl and has a bright future, you're going to trade him for a guy who's going to play for you for two years because it'll be a cool story. Who, mind you, also can't beat Mahomes anymore or currently. Not that it's it's not really anymore for Jimmy. Because he, I don't know that he has a winning record against Patrick, but look, it's just like you're. I don't know. I don't. It's stupid. I know that the 49ers made it to the Super Bowl, and that they, you know, at the end of the season, clearly had the better team than the Patriots. If you think about it, but if you think that Tom Brady going there, they have a way like head over heels better team than the Patriots do, then you're out of your mind. Like I, I don't think they do. The defense isn't better. You know, like. Just because he goes to the 49ers doesn't mean that they're going to win the Super Bowl. And you're going to keep right. him for two, three. I don't think he has more than two years in him, regardless of where he goes or where he stays. Yeah. So you're going to trade away your franchise or your star quarterback for Tom Brady for two years? I'll take Jimmy back. You want to trade him to us? That Well, I think that's what the speculation is going around today. They're like, this could happen. No, it couldn't. There's no, there's no way. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm so sorry, but I would love that. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. All right, moving on, moving away, moving on. Mookie Betts. Uh, no, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, back to uh, back to the old grindstone here. Um, I don't know. TD guard. It's funny. We started this thing, and we're like, we'll see. And it's like we can do a. Feels like we can do a three quarter way of the season check in, which is a halfway through our season check-in and uh you know both these teams are right on track Celtics may be having a little looking a little better than they were Bruins hard to do that when you've been at the top of the league yeah uh but but it's funny because we've had a lot of ups and downs uh to talk about but uh you know overall you know maybe yeah we we do have nothing to complain about those guys in Long Island are correct or in Brooklyn wherever they record out of those New York guys know what know what they're talking about we don't we uh but we can find a way <laughs> oh yeah find a way to complain man. oh yeah for sure uh, but well was, i mean we can't was... really complain that much anymore i mean we traded danton hein in a way oh man yeah yeah i'm <laughs> completely silenced i don't i need a new person to hate yeah Everybody... i like everyone else <laughs> everybody's back to yelling at crechey again for whatever reason oh it's just easy it's easy it's rude. It's it's rude though. It's definitely yeah. rude. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I don't know if anybody saw him chucking nuts the other night, dude. Come on. I did not see that 
I didn't know that Krejci like had that in him. To be honest with you, he had, no. Also, quick question: Do you remember the last time that Krejci got into a fight? What season? Um, hold on, my cat's drinking out of the toilet. I gotta go yell at her one second. <laughs> okay, well, okay. So I will say, the yeah. last, the <laughs> the last time that David Krejci got into a fight was in the 2011 season. And I don't know if you guys know what happened in 2011, but I'll tell you if you don't remember. What uh, happened was oh, the Bruins won I the love, Ooh, I love me some fucking superstitious And stuff, I'm not dude. saying that we're going to win no. the cup because I am superstitious. I am just saying, saying there's a chance. There is a chance for sure. All right, I'm in. So, I'm down. I'm down. I, I hope he fights again. <laughs> I don't know really how many fights you got ticket. into that year. If punch you our ticket. Zing. So sorry, everybody. Wow. Complete accidental puns are the worst part about me. Well, um, it's good content, though. Yeah, they could be word straights, I guess. Yeah. Especially podcast-wise. Huh. Um, how do you feel about about the new acquisitions at this point? So so we've seen Nick Ritchie, um, and we've seen Andre, uh, I believe his name is like cache cache yeah yeah so yeah we've seen them play uh they're playing now on that line with Krejci so he's got two brand new wingers Jake DeBrusque has kind of gotten himself demoted at this point he had he finally had a point in a goal last night um great goal by the way I mean he got tripped up we're getting a penalty either way and he happened to score on what was a breakaway of him kind of getting back on his feet and just you know, burying the puck. So he's been demoted down to the third line, who is playing – like, the third line is actually playing great, by the way, and that's because Charlie Coyle is a machine. He um, is. Every game he's hustling, he's playing 100%. He is – again, I, I, I don't mean to keep bringing this up, but he is kind of so valuable to this team right now that it's it's awesome. And it's great that we have him for, for years to come. So, But the new guys um, – Mike Milbury said that that Nick Ritchie was like fluffy or something last night. He like he didn't want to say he was fat, but he said he needs to get into shape because Mike Milbury sucks. So just to get that one out of the way, Mike Milbury sucks. Mike Milbury, infamous male fat shamer. <laughs> yeah, um, beat a guy with a shoe, but whatever. Uh, he's. I, I feel like Ritchie's been playing fairly well. I I agree. I agree. Uh, I, I like Richie's play. Kashe, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I think both of them have more time to show us who they really are. For sure. Uh, I think there's always a way, far too much expectation for to plug in hockey guys and just have them go. Right. And I think I think the sport is almost one of the most important with chemistry than any other. I think Richie um, seems so. to fit in a little bit better so far, but that's also because he's kind of banging the body around and he's he's doing what he's meant to do. We didn't really know what to yeah. expect from Kashe, and it's really hard to just, like you said, get thrown into. You're playing with, with David Krejci, who's an amazing player, but you're also the the next set of players to come out after that first, what they call the perfection line. It's like... You're expected to do so much, and you've played. They've played like four games. Yeah. So, uh, like you I said, think, there's definitely a like lot a t- to see. I think you get a ten ten game grace period. Yeah. That's what a 
That's my that's my rule of thumb. Yeah. Before we start, because just the balcony chatter for it is, oh, they're nothing. They're trash. Oh, the trash. <laughs> nothing. Garbage. Never should have got rid of Bacchus. At least Heinen could skate. <laughs> just like, shut up. Dude, I'm having no, couldn't. I'm having deja vu here. I'm having flashbacks. I'm here. I legitimately yeah. hear things like that. I have season tickets behind you. I just wear someone else's flesh. <laughs> the, the same people that say that they want Heinen traded the next game are like, yeah, but at least he could have like skated or something. Oh my god. Well, I mean, I didn't want him here, but I I take him over this bum. <laughs> yeah, he's had he's Period. played two periods and he can't even score. Yeah, and then all those guys love him when he scores a game winner in the playoffs and yeah. say, I loved him the whole time. All you guys <laughs> were bitching and moaning. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we got to get my cousin on someday. Oh, Sully? Yeah. I'm dying to talk to Sully at some point. We'll get him on. Maybe next episode, Sully will come on. All right. Yeah, he's sleeping right now. That's all he does. Oh, God. I mean, that's probably for the best, to be honest. Yeah. It's tough panhandling. Um <laughs> oh, man. Um, so also Bruins last night playing against, you know, the the team closest to them right now, Tampa Bay. Great Lightning. win. Great uh, win. Great win. I hate I hate the worst part about our podcast is when the Bruins and Celtics are scheduled at the same time. Yeah. Uh but the also, Bruins that's why there's two of us. It works. Exactly. Bruins dominated the first two periods of that game. They they completely shut them down. Uh, and then the third period was scary. It was, you know, the whole pace of the game was like a playoff game. It was an, such an awesome game to watch, and I'm really looking forward to that game, the the rematch on Saturday at home. Um, and it really did feel like a playoff game, you know. Like, and, and it's yeah. it, it is a potential matchup. I mean, I would much rather play Tampa Bay in the in the playoffs, especially because they may not have Stamkos. Um, then I would I, I would rather not play Washington as we've said in the past. I mean that's the team that I'm that I'm trying to avoid. If I if 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 it were um, if I somehow got a choice, I would rather play Tampa than Washington. So I wanted that last year, and I'm really not trying to be like, well, that's easy to say now. You wanted what? To ta- I wanted ta- I was I was fine with Tampa last year. Oh, me too. I, I thought that on. they were a fluke. I, I, they were a great team, don't get me wrong, but yeah. the fact that they won like 120, they had 120 points or something, like some absurd number, I, I knew that it wasn't going to be what, I knew they weren't going to stomp their way, like sweep their way through the playoffs. And yeah. quite the opposite is what happened. Yeah. Well, let's just, just stay away from the caps. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. So we have the Panthers coming up um, Thursday. And then yep. we have, again, like I said, we have Tampa back at home on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that yep. one. Um, yeah, that'll be a fun one. Yeah. Then you don't go back to the Garden for a week. Yeah, it's weird. It's We're just getting, like, weekend games right now, which is fine. But, um, yeah. You know, we don't have easy games coming up either. Well, we, Tampa's not an easy game. Uh, Philly is actually playing extremely well right now. They are in a yes, playoff spot, and they are starting to become a team that people are fearing. I mean, Kevin Hayes they, goes out They were there. at the beginning of the season. No, definitely not. 
No, I thought at the beginning she. I thought that, like right out of the gate they start they started pretty hot. And no, then they plummeted. They weren't the like right now is definitely the best that they've been playing, and they they really turned it around. They're only one point behind Washington right now. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Actually, yeah, they're only one point behind Washington right now because they beat them tonight. So wow, um, five to two, which is a very impressive feat to go against Washington. Yeah, that's a commanding victory. Yeah. So, well, you got some good ones at home coming up for you. Yeah, Tampa, Toronto, and then the Blue Jackets. Uh, yep. And then we do that West Coast trip. So you'll be you'll be catching the games out, or at least one of the games out there. Yeah. Um, we'll see if I can man up and show my face in Anaheim. the Honda Center again. Yeah. Oh fuckers! God damn it. Well, either way, I mean, you'll be out at LA. You'll be out at the Kings game. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got some good Bruins coverage coming up this this month. Yeah, and then we do have you know we have a game almost every other day at home again, and then we end the season at home against Carolina. The season will be over before you know it, um, which starts the best the best time of the year for me, uh, playoff time. Let's go. Let's I, go. I, I'm excited to see what's going to happen because. There are definitely there's still a ton of time left if you're looking at how close the standings are. You know, like you got a few teams that are behind us and that are in wild card spots. There are only a few points away from each other. So, the, the yeah, the difference between uh, well, I guess I'm looking at that's not yeah the difference between like two through or I guess like three. Th- I don't know. It's close. There's a lot of shifting that can happen. The playoff picture is is very tight right now, so it could definitely change you know week by week Toronto's only at 78 points and third in the division and and that's not very good for them um no. Columbus is fairly close behind them and you know Florida's not too too far behind they're only five points behind them as well and that's you know if Toronto loses a few and and Florida wins a few then you know we're looking at a different playoff scenario so I, I don't know it's going to be fun to see who makes it who doesn't make it and what matchups we get because it seems like we always just play Toronto in the first round and you know, we've had, we've had great success with that recently, but you know, I don't mean to sound like a greedy fan, but I would love to play somebody else in the first round. Right now, if it started tomorrow, it'd be blue jackets. I I think, uh, blue jackets or Islanders. I can't remember which blue Islander. I mean, they're tied, but Islanders are above them. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it, we and again, that could change every day. I mean, I think that those two teams are tied. Yeah, they got 78 points and then uh sniffing their tails is Carolina at 75, Rangers 74, Florida 73, Montreal 71. Montreal ain't making the playoffs. The news nope. that came out today though was that Claude Julian is going to keep his job and come back next Good. season regardless of Let's what happens. Go. Let's, Let's go. Let's go. I'll drink to that. Let's go. Keep him I'm as long as you want. I'm drinking for Claude. That one's for Claude tonight. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Ten more years. <laughs> Dude, he is not going to be alive in ten more years. Oh, man. He's not that he's old, but I mean, he's not looking like the healthiest guy. No, but if he, but if he, if he co- had coached for ten more years, he would die. In in Montreal for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That well, that would be murder. <laughs> yeah. I think his head might explode regardless. Yeah. Even if he's in Phoenix. Yes. Yeah. Um so before we wrap this one up, I 
want to get your take on this. I think that we might have talked about it before, but we have a pretty commanding lead right now in the league, and we don't look like we're going to be slowing down. Uh, but I, I, I do expect a couple losses coming up here just because I've been hearing or reading that they have thought about, or maybe it's going to be a little bit longer, that they're going to sit a few, not sit a few players, but limit their ice time. So that means that you're going to have some of these bottom six pairing, your bottom six guys playing a lot more minutes than the, the top few lines. Because you want to have these guys be getting healthy into the playoffs. Every year, our issue has been longevity into the playoffs. Keeping people healthy, not having injuries, not having problems, um, not having freak accidents where you fall down and hurt your hand and then can't play for the whole playoffs. But we won't talk about that either because that was last no. year. Um, no. But how do you feel about them limiting the time for some of these guys? Good. I do. I, I think, think we're, we're looking at we you know, do it. Bergeron, Marshan, uh, yeah. possibly Krejci, obviously Chara, but obviously Chara. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and even some guys who have just been banged up, like give Krug a little bit of a break here and there. Yeah. Um, you know, even the, even the guys who are young, just anybody who's, who's got, who's had a banged up year, um, you know, any, any little extra healing they can bring into that first round is I think going to make all the difference. So because if yeah, you, at this point, like w- once you've clinched playoffs, it's just like I I, I say go nuts, right? Because I you know I I truly don't give a damn about the president's trophy ever. So that that's another thing. Do you feel like that's a curse or no? Yeah, yeah, in my okay. superstition for sure. Okay, it's as real as the Madden curse. Is it does it always strike? No, but does it strike more often than not? Yes. Yeah. So I I don't know. For me, I do I do love to see it. I love to see them sitting some of these guys like Chara. Potentially Bergeron because, again, they're the ones that have had the issues going into the playoffs and and they're older and, you know, whatever. But I also think that there is sort of a balance too. like you can't just sit them for the games. You can't healthy scratch them and put in some of these Providence guys to get some experience and whatnot, because then do they get out of game ready? Like I know Bergeron and uh and Chara are never going to be not game ready. They're just born to play hockey at this point, you know? Like, they know right. what needs to be done and how to do it. They don't get rusty unless they're out for a year or whatever it is. Every Anybody would get rusty. But, you know, where is the balance between you still play them but very low minutes and then you play your lower guys a lot of minutes and potentially get them injured? You know, so what do you do? Do you sit these guys and let some Providence guys step up, or what do you think? I I, I don't think it, I don't think it would ever hurt to give those uh, young guns minutes. Um, I think I think injuries are inevitable, and, and this rest time doesn't guarantee you that you are going to be injury free by any means. So, the more professional hockey minutes you can give to the young guys who may need in the case of emergency to be called up. I, I don't see how that ever hurts you. Yeah. I think that's a good point too, because we have used a lot of depth in the playoffs in the past, especially yes. defensively. So both, both by choice and, and by being forced to. Right. So if you have some of these guys that at least get a taste of what it's like, or some of these guys that have come up and play a little bit, maybe like Trent Frederick or uh, Jack Studnicka, like some of these guys that have played a little bit and know what to expect from the big leagues. If you give them a little bit more time at this late stage in the season where some of these other teams are really playing tough to try to get into the playoffs, it might help you in the long run of 
we're screwed. We have to call somebody up. We we don't have anybody to pull. There's no more Bacchus sitting on the bench anymore. You know, so right. we need to bring up some of these guys that um that have a little bit of experience and can slot in there and, and they have skill as well. So I tend yeah. to agree with you that it's good to give some of these guys time. I just worry about, you know, sitting Bergeron for an entire game or a entire couple games and then him getting a little bit too much rest. I don't know if that's really a thing. I, I don't know. It's it's a weird balance. Yeah, I guess you, it's just putting trust in them. And uh, I'm sure they want to sit him back-to-back games or give him a few nights off and here and there, and I'm sure he's not the easiest player to bench. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a guy who played through a pierced lung somehow yeah. with broken ribs. So, you know, can't imagine he, he wants to rest up to be ready for the playoffs. Yeah. Um. I just, yeah, I, I'm always for it, even earlier in the season when you have old guys. If you can sneak in some of those young players, it's like that's the only thing that's going to make them better. Right, for sure. And we have a ton of depth down in the, in the minors in Providence and – I mean, this so see what it see what it's really made of, the, you know. Right. Especially if you got it. This this organization right now is very special. We have a lot to look forward to in the next few years, as far as you know, players like Pasta and stuff like that. But also at the same time, players that are in the system that are really thriving down in Providence that could be ready to go at any point. If if you have to, you know, if you don't, if you need money to sign Krug, for instance, and you need to get rid of some other guys like maybe a Nordstrom. Maybe you have a guy in Providence that's ready to go and slot in in that lower position to kind of fix the those issues for you, you know? So exactly, a lot to look forward to. Um, but I honestly think that going into the playoffs healthy, if we are hundred, if we're ninety percent, eighty five percent, I don't think anybody's beating us. Yeah, I, t- I take us in seven over almost anybody. Yep, caps scare me, but I, st- I, th- I don't. I they're don't beatable. Think they- they're beatable, exactly. Yep. Hell yeah. So we will definitely be talking about the next couple games, and we'll talk about Florida when we play them, and then and then Tampa. Um, hopefully we get another good playoff-type matchup against Tampa on Saturday. And some of these Celtics games that are coming up aren't going to be easy as well, especially if we're banged up a little bit and we're missing a couple guys. Um, but we can do it. I mean, I, I, they got a good team, and again – I've, yeah, I think it'd be I think it'd be pretty big for them to grab that two seed. So let's see if they can catapult up there. Definitely, I've we've been right behind Toronto, and we whenever they go on a win streak, we've been lucky enough to stay on a win streak. But then also, whenever they go on a cold streak, we do the same thing too. So it's weird. We're just really hanging right behind them on their tail. And if we could launch ourselves over, that'd be massive. Yeah, it's doable, man. I mean, it's not it's not like completely out of reach. It's it's pretty close. It's neck and neck here and. You know, Tatum's getting better every game, and the team is, you know, the team is a good team. They they have what it takes, and it's it. They're fun yeah, to watch. I just, I wish, I just, I'm ready for. We can get into this next time, but I'm. <clears throat> when you only score four points on the bench, uh, against the Rockets off the bench against the Rockets, I don't care about you know if, if Kemba was in and Marcus would have been on the bench and whatever the case may be. Yeah, why are you not working out buyout guys? Why are we not working out Jr? Why are we not working out Dion? Why are we not working out It? Why are we not working out Troy Daniels, who's about to be available? I don't care if they don't fit. I don't care if you don't want them. They can put the ball in the basket better than you know Shemi Ojale, which is a bad night to say that dropping twenty two points. Who knew he had that in him? Uh, but it you know 
than these rookies. These rookies are already a little shaky on the main stage. So why don't you get someone who's been in the playoffs before who can put 10 points for off the bench in 12 minutes? Like, just, just, I don't know. I don't get not looking into it. I'm not saying I want any of those guys, but I, I think. I totally agree. I mean, if they're sitting I think at after home Sunday, on the couch. Saturday, you just, yeah. Why not yeah, try Yeah, and they are. Friggin' Jay Crossover, 36 years old, dropped 50 points last year. Call him. It's just like, why, why not just see? Because, like, if if in the end we get bounced in the playoffs and it's like, wow, uh, you know, I guess they needed more bench scoring. I guess it turns out they needed more bench scoring. Well, if they'd only seen it sooner, it's like, we can see it right now. Yeah, I was going to say, could have told we you that. We can see it. Yeah. So that's not going to fly if that's what bounces us later. Because we had all the opportunities, so they got to do something. Well, they they either have to realize they're what they're doing and try to try to fix it within the organization, or they need to start thinking about doing something like you say, picking up a guy that's just sitting at home on the couch and and is still within game game ready shape. Like it is. I mean, when was the last time he played a game? Like a month ago. Yeah. So I, yeah. I mean, he's still ready to go. He's still a basketball player. He still knows what's up. And yeah, you know, it's kind of the same situation. Like I felt with with Jumbo Joe is that it would have been awesome to have him here because it would have got the fans pumped up. It would have got everyone into it even more. And I feel like that's kind of a similar situation with it. We're not getting him. Definitely. We're not getting him thinking that he's going to be the guy. Since he well, and also since he blew his hip putting our team on his back for us to only then trade him in his face and have him never get the contract he was ever due. Uh, he's never been the same. So, yeah. Um, you know, he can still score. He can still be re- kind of relevant, but like he's even more of a defensive hole on the court. And I think that's just purely why people won't do it. That's why Danny's not going to do it. Um, I don't know. It's, t- it's tough. It's tough. I just think we should get somebody in there. And I, ho- I don't know. I hope Isaiah ends up somewhere again i hope his nba career isn't done so me too we'll see yep we'll see put up or shut up time yep we're getting down to the wire here with with both of these teams so um it's time to get serious hell yeah all right man let's uh let's talk again soon and let's let's recap some of these good games that are coming up and and hope for some wins all right, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I can watch the next uh, Celtics game, so maybe I'll have Sully watch it for me, and he can he can recap. Okay. All right. All right, man. All right, we'll see what's up. Yep. All right, man. Take it easy. You too.